our mission is to keep the tradition alive. It's up to us. It's our responsibility. Who else is going to do it? Hello, and welcome to episode 215 of your favorite movie podcast, The Red Box Report, where we talk about the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon, and with me, as always, Casey Brady. This week, we're going to take a look at Ghost in the Shell, our top five movies influenced by anime, as always, what else we watched, and we'll talk about our last points indeed yes here we are again we're here oh to... man it's been like a week right yeah yeah it's uh, or five minutes five minutes we did take a bathroom break in between so we yeah we had some life experience but for so it didn't wash our hands you can guess who yeah um, you can determine email us twitter us <laughs> send us a tweet yeah. let us know what you think so we are reviewing ghost in the shell which is a uh animated or uh a anime that is being converted uh, to live action for us here in the U.S. and everywhere else in the world. I will read the IMD plot synopsis. All right. In the near future, Major is the first of her kind. A human saved from a terrible crash who is cyber-enhanced to be a perfect soldier devoted to stopping the world's most dangerous criminals. It is directed by Rupert Sanders, who... You might know from Snow White and the Huntsman, a very underrated movie from a few <laughs> years ago. It is starring Scarlett Johansson as Major and Michael Pitt, Pilau Asbeck, and Juliette Binoche. Yeah. So, before we get into this movie, obviously we got to see if you watch the original Ghost in the Shell animated movie, anime, from what, mid-90s? Late 80s? Um, I'm not sure, but I must have seen it because uh, everything in this film uh, looked very familiar. Most of the characters look very spot on, and I would only know that if I've seen it. Um, but I'm pretty sure I, ha- I haven't, so I have no idea why I know uh, the look of the characters. And um, Well, it is like a probably top five as far as like famous animes i'm assuming for but i mean are you big into anime do you watch as far as like there could be some iconic like uh you know images from it that can transpond the maybe but i i mean i'm not that big into the anime world that i would really have even seen much um fair ghost in the shell came out in 1995 by the way Okay. Did they also make uh, a TV show? Like, yes, I, I believe there has been a few TV series, maybe some sequels. I'm not sure. I maybe I, I, I don't know. I know I, Joel. Just very familiar. Joel, uh, one of our other co-hosts. Um, he's, I think he's seen a bunch of them. I think he's hmm. into it. So, yeah. Um, shame we couldn't get him on this podcast to review it, but we'll get his thoughts in the future when he he returns from his whatever uh, what is it spiritual journey Hiatus. journey yeah exactly he went to the motherland for the summer so 
Motherland. <laughs> I don't know. He went to uh, cook crabs for the summer in Ocean City. Sounds like fun <laughs> to me. Oh, yeah. What the hell are we talking about? I have no oh, idea. I actually just watched the original as well this week to uh, prepare for this review. So, uh, oh, did you? Yeah, I watched the new one first, actually, and then I watched the animated version uh, afterwards. So I can mm. compare them when the time comes. But yeah, let's let's get into it. Um, what were your expectations for this? Um, obviously, um, you know. So I actually had not heard the reviews. I knew it was coming out at the time, and it was a lot of people were talking about it. A lot of people, at least in my circles, were were really, really, really excited. Um, and the, the 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 teasers and trailers looked like it could be really good. Um, but I never heard what people actually thought of the film after they've seen it. So I, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, after seeing some of the images, I thought, oh, this, this looks pretty nice. Um, so if they're taking that much time uh, and care to make it look nice, then maybe everything else is going to fall into place. Yeah. Um, see, uh, I... I had heard bad things about it. I didn't think the trailers looked all that interesting. I know Joel was really anticipating it. I just didn't quite see it. Uh, the reviews started coming out, 45% on Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of bad publicity. I was still somewhat intrigued just because, I don't know, I like Scarlett Johansson. I like sci-fi movies. There was potential there. I wasn't like going in defeated or anything, but I did not have high hopes. And I, I actually, before we get into the actual review itself, I do want to talk about the, the whitewashing controversy before we get into it, because we can talk about it, move it, move past it, and then just talk about the merits of the movie itself. Oh, all right. But what do you have any opinions on the fact that this is a, a Japanese anime, and the main this, the main this movie t- still takes place in Tokyo, Japan. Yet, they make the main protagonist a white woman in Scarlett Johansson. And even without spoiling the movie, it makes even less sense why that's the case the more you learn about the character in the movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the whitewashing. Um, I mean, if you look at, like, The Wall with uh, Matt Damon... I could see that as kind of like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Um, like the savior, like white savior <laughs> complex? Yeah. Um, for this film, I don't, I, I, I didn't even think about it. I, I mean, maybe that's just because uh, of that we are white, that maybe we just automatically expect every movie we just see to have the main character as white. Um, and that we don't give it a second thought. I don't know. Uh, for about a minute, I thought, uh, it is kind of weird that she is, uh, white and a lot of the other characters are Japanese, but I thought, okay, she's a robot. Um, and that, that's just, you know, they had an uh, American looking robot that, that the the soul was put into. Yeah. I mean, of course, like you said, later on, you find out that that then doesn't make as much sense yeah well i see i can 
completely understand the people that are like upset about it. See, for me, whenever there's a controversy like this, for whatever reason, I get I don't know. I'm able to separate it. Like I can completely understand where people are coming from and agree with it for the most part. But if the movie's good, I'm gonna like the movie. If the movie's bad, it'll be on its own merits. Like I, I don't know why I'm able to separate it. Like even if I do think. Yeah, they should have had an Asian person as a lead. That's not going to affect what I think of the movie itself. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I th I think they probably should have. But I guess you can also see where Hollywood's coming from. This is a a big budget movie. They they're taking a risk by putting this much money in it. They say we need a big star, and and unfortunately, because of the same mindset, there aren't that many big stars of uh, Asian descent, right, in America. So, of course, it's just like a cycle that kind of repeats on itself where, you know, just get the, a big-name actor or actress and you're never yeah, able to develop yeah. a new star. Yeah, and it's kind of almost like we talked about with, uh, with Annie the one time and with uh, The Dark Tower uh, coming out. Mm -hmm. Um I, I, sometimes I always think, uh, like the initial reaction for me usually is, oh, it just keep it to what the source material is. There's no reason you should be changing that. Um, but yeah, if you really think about it, I mean, if you think about it from the producer side, they're going, oh, this is mainly for, uh, well, actually, I don't even know. Is it really for an American audience or is it for the Japanese audience? Um, or both, or is it for the world audience? Yeah, especially nowadays, like the worldwide, the international box office is almost more important than domestic. For that, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I don't know who this film was mainly to, like targeting. Um, I would assume really the American audience, uh, and if that is the case, then it makes sense you would have you know white um, actors in there. Or, or at least American actors, even though, um, you know. But uh, I don't know. I, for me, all those things are never a big enough deal that I, it ever influences me watching the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. What else can we say? We're two white guys, you know, male, straight white guys. Like, we're right there in the bubble. So it's not really up to us to say anything i don't know i can see where yeah. people are coming from i i'd rather just talk about the movies when it comes to this stuff but it kind of be it, you kind of have to touch on it a little bit you know who i was hoping they would get is uh uh who's the female actress that played in ex machina um alicia vikander yeah I was hoping they'd get her. That would make, like... She's just pigeonholed into being an android <laughs> <Yeah>. for every role. She <laughs> um, did a great job. So. Uh, I, love, yeah, I love Alicia Vikander, so I, I would have been up for that. But um, How about this? Should they have made this movie rated R like the anime and have her be completely naked and more violent and everything else? It definitely needed to have a little bit more violence um i felt they held back a tremendous amount uh even though that's kind of what the whole movie was um so i, I wish they would have upped the rating and gone with the violence as for her being naked is she actually naked in the original 
Yeah, in the anime. I mean, she's a robot, and when she has no clothes on, she's naked. Really? Um, it's not, it's case, not like, uh, it's not sexualized. It's just, you know, she's, I don't know, she just like her bodysuit or whatever. I thought that, yeah, the bodysuit in here really, like, I, and yeah, absolutely, Johansson looks fantastic, but it wasn't, like, overly sexualized. I, I mean, was there a big criticism of that? I mean... No, no, I don't I, think so. I was just I know, I know with, like, Wonder Woman, you know, they, they people have said, and there's a whole bunch of um, groups that, you know, were yelling and screaming all about how how she looked and her dress was kind of, you know, skimpy. I didn't hear much about that for this film. And I mean, it is a very body tight uh, thing of spandex. <laughs> well, know? I was just going to say, this is one change that didn't bother me at all. Like it, the violence. Yes. I think it could have, because that's kind of the themes with the movie the violence could have been amped up a little bit. The nudity. I, I think it was fine the way they handled it. You know, it, it didn't have to be there one way or the other. I thought it was handled pretty well in that regard. Yeah, I mean, is she? That's surprising that she's actually fully naked in the anime. Hey, you know, the Japanese like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the movie overall? So uh, overall, I I think it's best summed up by saying that Ghost in the Shell was a shell with no ghost um hollow very hollow this was a aesthetically beautiful film uh way more than i thought it would be sometimes um, see that's i i thought it was consistently beautiful uh visually it just it was so appealing to me um but then that was it there was nothing else. Um, I looked at some reviews uh, to see how if, if my pulse, if I was on the pulse, and um, like like you said, a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, it looked good." I, I think it looked better than good. I thought it looked uh, extremely good, in my opinion. Uh, but no one seems to be criticizing. I thought the story was just so fragmented, and the editing was so poorly done. And it just like it, it the the movie didn't make sense the way it was presented. Um, there was just so much missing, and yet so much trying to be crammed in. I, I mean, I immediately thought, and I, like I said, I don't know too much about anime, but I thought this was a series because there was you could tell that this world is really fleshed out somewhere, just not right. in this movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there's so much I'm like, oh my gosh, I would like to know kind of the in- intricacies behind a lot of this stuff. And that's okay. I mean, it's a movie they're not going to, you know, explain all this stuff to me. Uh, but it just seemed like there was so much and yet so little at the same time. Um, I just, I, the, for me, the worst part was the, the editing and the way, the editing and the writing together so poorly done yet the visuals were just incredible 
Hmm. See, all right. I I didn't like the movie very much at all, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's a bad movie. I'll say the opening sequence, like the opening 10, 15 minutes, I really liked the way it started off. Like it has the scene where she kind of throws herself off the building, which is pretty iconic from the anime. And then I thought the scene where like these spider robots kind of like steal the, like jack into the back of these people's heads and steal their memories or whatever. And uh-huh. that, that opening action scene, I thought that was really creative, looked great visually, and we were off to a great start. I was like, wow, this is going to be pretty good. But then from that point on, it was like that was all they had in them of interest. Like there was, I feel like there was almost nothing after that that really caught my attention in the same way. No. Yeah, there really there wasn't. Um even with like the all the all of the characters were so bland and and I, I mean one one part that really sticks out is that one of like the, the captain of the police force uh, he's in his car he realizes that he's about to get attacked um, and he's able to defend himself and I'm picturing like after the fact or like during during the fight scene I go okay he, you know he's an old guy who defends himself right cool but then I realize. More than likely, in the anime, this was probably some major epic fight scene that was incredible. And you see how awesome this old-timer is, that he is he, he's just one of the greatest warriors of all time uh, type of thing. Um, and yet, in that scene, it was so bland. It was like, what the heck? Like, ah, whatever. Yeah, everything you know? is dull and... Like, even if, yeah, the cityscape and some of that stuff really looks great visually, like, just the movie itself is so dull. Like, everything's gray, everything, it's like raining all the time. But that's, I mean, for me, that's fine. Like, the, the, it was so, there, for the visuals, yes, it was raining all the time and it was gray, but then it was contrasted by these gigantic um, projections of these behemoth characters that were kind of like for people to watch. So I loved that. I mean, I thought that was great that it was dreary with the contrast of, of those projections and in certain um, spots, like near the end of the film, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The actually pretty much the ending of the, of the film where they're in this little hut and it looks beautiful because it's like a forest inside and there's this really neat pond um and so that was a great contrast to the outside world which was once again very dreary i don't i don't i don't see how see like some like some of that worked i like when it was the contrast there but when the story itself is dull I need the visuals. I need something else to lean into to make up for it. And it just was like in King Kong, the or Kong Skull Island, which we just reviewed last week. That had a terrible script with terrible characters, bad dialogue. But I was in like I was into it visually at that point. You know, there was other things that I could grasp onto. Here, it just wasn't enough, often enough, to make up for it in any way. Okay. I see I, I slightly disagree. I, I I think the visuals did make up for it. Um but 
for me, the biggest thing, though, like I said, the characters, yeah, the characters are really bland. Um, and most of the action is very bland, even though they really like heavily in, uh, infused action in this film, which maybe that's the original, uh, like the original, but I'm not exactly sure of that. Uh, but the editing, the jumps, there were such gigantic leaps and jumps that it was not cohesive. This was not a cohesive story yeah. by any means. And that, in my opinion, is the true downfall of this film. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that was the thing. Like, I was invested from that opening sequence. They had me, and it they just let me slip right through their fingers. I couldn't... I never knew what the hell was going on, for the most part, in this movie. Neither did I. I thought I was... I thought, like... I felt I really stupid. Something. I felt like I was real dumb watching this movie. And that wasn't the case with the anime. The anime, I was like, oh, wow, these are some really cool ideas and themes. And Okay. And, but with this, I'm like, what is going on right now? I had a hard I mean, time. I just feel like there's so much potential with the world that they have. So much potential that I would actually 100% like them to create – I don't know if there's another – if there's more material that they can use or if they have to you know, create new stuff. But I would like to see a new movie in this world um, and have them explore the world a little bit. I, I really would. And I would 100% watch it even though I'm, I'm, I, I did not like this film. Uh, it's it's very much like The Fountain. I don't know if you ever saw The Fountain. Yeah, that's the only um, Darren Aronofsky movie that I don't like. Yeah. Visually – Great. Yes, looks great. Stunning. And then everything else about it is pure crap. <laughs> yeah. um, Some and that's people the same it. with this. It's so similar to that in my opinion. Um But I, I would like I would watch I would watch a sequel. One hundred percent I would watch a sequel because there's so much potential here. Yeah, I would need a new director. As much as I like Snow White and a Huntsman, I don't think this guy is all that. Rupert Sanders. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's fully his fault. Like, I, I really think it, the editor needs to be fired. Uh, I mean, the, the movie's done and out, and so of course not fired, but not hired again. Uh, the the writer of the script or yeah. writers completely get rid of them. They should not be touching anything. Yeah, I am, I'm too quick to dismiss the director because I did like Snow White Nonsman, and, and this seems like it was. Just, uh, you know, a misstep on every level, every step of the way. So I can't really put too much of the blame on him. But what did you think of Scarlett Johansson herself as Major, the main character? Um, with not having too much to work with, she she did a great job. Um, she, she She's one of those uh, Tom Cruises that no matter what she has to work with, she does. She does a very solid job. Interesting. Are you, you disagree? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking. I I don't know. I like her. I like her as an actress. I think this. She was fine here. I, I just. I don't know. I understand name value. She was in Lucy, which did really well when that came out. I I understand from that reason why they casted her in this role. 
I don't. I think she's miscast. Even leaving aside the the whitewashing stuff, I I just think you think she is. Yeah, see, I do. it's almost like I almost feel like her character sort of like her character in Under the Skin. She's kind of this soulless person. But I mean, maybe that actually. Yeah, you're right. Maybe she is miscast <laughs> because she's not supposed to be this soulless person. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe you're right. Uh, I, <laughs> I just, I think, like I said, I don't think she was bad or anything, but I just feel like, and at the same time, the script obviously not great, so who knows who you would have cast if, if they would have been able to do much better, but I don't know, I just felt like something was left on the table. Yeah, I, I don't know who you would cast. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I would probably go with... Duna Bai from uh, Cloud Atlas. I'd maybe do Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be good. Um, yeah, I don't. And as far as this, Scarlett Johansson, the female Tom Cruise, that's something I'd have to think about a little bit more. But I don't see it. Um, really, I, I, I'm trying to think. Let me take a look at her. I don't think she can save a project. Quite the way he can sometimes. You and could he, be right. I'm trying to. Uh, and again, I like Scarlett Johansson a lot, so I'm not not bagging on her, but I don't know if she's there. And Cruz is slipping with the Mummy and Jack Reacher too. So. Mm, I don't know. He'll, he'll come back. I hope so. He'll always come back. He's still. He's not. Is he even in his fifties? I think he's like ninety three. Oh wow. No, I have no idea. Uh, let's see what else. What did you think of the spider tank? Yes. So the the, the spider tank at the very end. Um, I ah, I mean visually, yeah, it worked. I thought. I mean, once again, I liked everything visually about this film, um, and I, I so I did like it absolutely. But I mean, the 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 way of defeating the tank. I didn't really get that. It didn't make yeah. sense to me. Um, said mm, that in that case, it didn't work because it is supposed to be this, you know, epic battle. Uh, and the way the epic battle ends is not a good way. Visually, it was fine. I thought uh, it looked great. See, even that felt like wasted potential for me. Like that had the potential to be just this epic battle like between this awesome tank and I don't know it did, like you would think that would be something really cool but at the end I was like eh whatever yeah. just didn't do I, enough for me I think it went better than it could have though well yeah I guess it could always be worse but what about the main themes of the movie how do you think they were handled in the in the 95 anime I think obviously everything about the anime is but look I didn't love the anime it is slow in parts but it does everything that this movie's trying to do way better but what did you think of like the concepts the sci-fi concepts of like putting a, a, a consciousness into an android or and using somebody for government or war purposes see that I think it felt very, very flat, and and I'm wondering why the re, what the reason is because they did go to it many times. 
I mean, in the beginning, in the middle, in the end, it was all it was constantly brought up. Um, but it, it didn't it didn't resonate with me. Uh, I didn't feel it, it didn't make me think, uh, which yeah. a good movie would. It, it should make you think, especially sci-fi films. I feel like are some of the best films uh, that make the audience think about the theme. Uh, yeah, for me. I agree. For me, this felt like a. They wanted to be like a summer blockbuster type movie and then squeeze in these themes and thematic, like resonant things where they could. Like, like that just felt forced. It just felt like it wanted to be more of like a. Just a mindless blockbuster first. And then they were like, oh shit, right. This anime we're basing off of was really pensive and, and contemplative and smart. We got to try to put that in here and it just didn't really work i think one of the big things though is that only when it's glaringly obvious do you feel that she is an android um and not even she she's beyond an android i mean yes uh i guess technically she is but it's not like parts of her are robotic like a normal android she also doesn't have memories of her past life so yeah, it just so I I don't ever like. Yeah, outside um, of the opening sequence, which I thought again was super effective. Outside of that, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so it and and the very very end. Yeah, um, of course. But besides that, yeah, you don't you don't really see her as a a robot or an android, and so right there that loses the whole th- um, theme that, that they're trying to put on. Right. Or put behind it, put behind the film. Um, that could be one of the reasons. That's a big reason, probably. But yeah, it's just a lot of wasted potential. And on that note, what do you think this means for the other anime adaptations that are coming up, uh, like Death Note, which is coming out, I think, in August on Netflix, which has its own whitewashing uh, issues being talked about. Um, and Akira, which I think the guy who directed uh, Get Out is attached to now. Really? Yeah. Do you think like this signifies anything of doom for them or their own movies? They have their own, you know. Basically, do you think an American live-action adaptation of anime can be effective? Yes, I think it can if it is not direct. Yeah, um, yep, yep, yep. If it is a heavy influence, it can work. And we have a list that we'll talk about later uh, where some of our films are heavily influenced and maybe not directly uh, correlated with the, anim- the anime, um, but they work out really well. Can... But I guess the real question is, though, can an anime become live action and it work perfectly? Yeah, 100 percent. It can. The right person has to direct it. The right cinematographer needs to to, to make it visually appeal, appealing. The writers, though staying true uh, to the source material, have to manipulate uh, in order for it to feel real uh, in live action. Um, 
But it can be done. It 100% can be done. I think, is it harder to do it than other genres? Yeah, I'd probably say so. Okay, I have nothing to add. You nailed it. So what would you give it out of 10? What would I give it out of 10? I actually will give it another. And, of course, I only say another because we just did a <laughs> yeah. review. But I give it a 6 out of 10. I truly loved the visuals, probably way more than you did. Yep. But everything else, there's there's no other redeeming quality at all. Nothing. Yeah, it's... Besides the visuals. I can't say this is, like, one of the worst movies of the year. I can't believe how bad it was. It's just, like I have always keep saying, wasted potential. The opening sequence was so good, and then it never lives up to it. Uh... I wasn't as enraptured by the visuals as you. Yeah, they were pretty decent sometimes. Sometimes I found it dull. Um, yeah, it's just uh, a misfire on all all cylinders. I, I give it a 5 out of 10. Uh, I mean, okay, it's, that's not too bad. Yeah, like it's not terrible, but I don't ever want to watch it again. I yeah, I want, unlike Kong, I'm not going to put it on in the background at parties. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into our top five anime-inspired movies. I'll kick this one off. All um, right. This was a, I had a little bit of trouble with this list. I don't have any honorable mentions. There wasn't much depth to this list for me. Uh, I just don't watch enough anime to even know what could be anime-inspired sometimes. So... I really had to go off other lists and just like... Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I needed help from my friends on the internet for this one. But my number five is a movie that I think is one of the best action movies to come out this decade. Um, it's... Yeah, I think it's actually based off of a manga. It's Edge of Tomorrow, starring your boy Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, based off of... Uh... What is it? All You Need Is Kill. Yeah, All You Need Is Kill. Yeah, yeah. Which would have been a much better title. You think so? I mean... No, I, I like Edge of Tomorrow. Well, they they, they hated it enough to change the name of the movie to Live, Die, Repeat. On that the, is horrible. marketing. But Edge of Tomorrow is a good title. I don't know why you, people don't like it. But. Well, have you heard of this, what the sequel's title is? What? Live, Die, Repeat. Repeat. Yeah, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited it's getting a sequel because I freaking love the movie. I just think it's so ingenious and well executed. Um, but yeah, that's a terrible title. Yeah. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is, oh my gosh. It's. In uh, cinephile circles, it's talked about a lot. But outside in the general public, most people don't really talk about it too much, which is surprising because I think it hits every single mark. You have that sci-fi kind of craziness that a lot of people like. It has the action. Um, it has kind of the, 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 the romance. It has uh, just everything. Visually, humor. it's appealing. Uh, hum it's, it's very humorous. There's almost nothing Day. bad you can say about this film. Yeah, and um, you're finally coming around. I know you were not as high as me on it at the time. I don't know. I, I really, I remember, I think because you said it was a like perfect film at the time, or very <laughs> close to it. 
I think I gave it like a nine out of ten. Or <laughs> yeah, something yeah. Like that. So, I, I mean, said it was better than Guardians of the Galaxy, and I stand by that. You did say it was, and I said no, it wasn't. Um, I, I stand by it. So it's hard. Both are both are really really good films, and both have held up fantastically. Agreed. So I don't know. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's not. What's your number five? My number five is Old Boy, which is based off of the anime Old Boy of the same name. That's my number four. Is it? Yeah. The uh, original. Then I probably should also say for number four, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Old Boy, I remember you're the one who told me to, to watch it. It took me forever to watch it, and I finally did. And it is really, really good. Um, One of the most fucked up stories it Ever. is, and that ending just like what? Yeah, mind blower. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love a great ending like that, and uh, and but the whole film is great. I mean, the idea that he's held captive for that long and he breaks out oh, in that yeah. epic fight scene when he, you the know, hallway uh, fight? when he's in that hallway. Yes. Oh man, but yeah, that ending just like is. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Oh my god. Yeah, it's so good. It's like I might it might even be too low on my list at number four, to be honest. But I never did watch the Spike Jones or Spike Lee remake. Uh, neither did I, and I kind of want to. I'm kind of intrigued, even though it got slammed. But well, I heard like it's it only got slammed by people who watched the original, which is us. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I might, I might check it out on, like, Netflix or something one day. I don't know. My number three, though, is uh, Ryan Johnson's Looper from 2012. This movie is clearly inspired by anime. But there's a little bit of Akira here with the young boy with the, the extra special powers. Um you know, I don't know how to explain it. He basically can blow stuff up with his mind. And uh, again, Emily Blunt, she's just the queen of anime-inspired movies. She's great here as well. My boy Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a young Bruce Willis. I, I just think sci-fi concept-wise, this is one of the best indie sci-fi movies of all time. Which, yeah. I mean, it's a genre that there's not a ton of because... There's probably becoming more and more now because it's easier to make cheaper sci-fi movies. But I just think the concepts are awesome. The performances, the execution, everything is great. I think it's super underrated movie and very clearly inspired. I don't think it's ripping off anything other than maybe Akira a little bit, but definitely inspired by anime. Uh, I'm guessing you read the one same article I did, uh, how it... Yeah, it took a lot from Akira and uh, four other films. Um, it was very heavily influenced from other. I didn't, I didn't read that. I, I knew about the. I heard about the Akira thing when it came out, but I know it had to have been more than that too. Yeah, it's it's not so as original as everyone thinks it is. Still pretty um, damn good, though. It is. It, it, I think the 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 masterpieces in is in that it's executed so well. Yeah. yeah the idea is great. Uh, the way they do time travel is okay. Um, and the concept of the time travel is awesome. It's the way the they little execute things, it. Man. 
it's the little things like the the gun, the boomer or whatever. Like it's all just the tension to detail. Yeah. And this is the movie that got him to write and direct The Last Jedi coming out this December. So Well there you go. We'll, we'll see how he does. I think he's gonna just knock it <laughs> I just love that phrase, knock it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. But my number three, which is probably higher on your list, uh, The Matrix it's from my number the Wachowski two. Brothers. It's my number two. Yep. Ooh, see, I, I know you like a book. <laughs> you read uh, me. Front that I've read. Um, okay. Yeah. So, or actually, is it now the sisters? Wachowski sisters? Siblings. Siblings? Or, I don't know. I, I thought both of them turned female. I don't know. Yes, um, they are both identified female, yes. Yeah. So either way, The Matrix, uh, which is, once again, influenced by Ghost in the Shell very heavily. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. I mean, yep. the directors, they, they say it is. Uh, everyone on my list uh, is either, it's 100% influenced by, or the directors or writers say, yes, this is where we got our stuff from. Um, but so either way, yeah, the, the Wachowski brothers, when they were pitching it, they were like, hey, hey, uh, we're doing Ghost in the Shell, uh, but live action. Um, and I think they do it way, way better than, uh, you know, the Ghost in the Shell we <laughs> yes. just watched. It's yes. one of the greatest action uh, movies of all time. The concept is so cool and amazing how you're jacked into the computer and into the Matrix and. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone knows everything about The Matrix. There's almost nothing new. Yeah. Else. What else can you say? I I love the Wachowskis as far as... I mean, Jupiter Ascending was terrible, so that was a misfire. But they really have a great mind for storytelling and sci-fi concepts. Like, I know Cloud Atlas is an adaptation, but from everything I know about the book, like people didn't, thought it would be incredibly hard to pull off in a movie. And I, I thought they... <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. I thought they uh, did a r fantastic job with that. I love that movie. Uh, obviously, The Matrix is one of the best sci-fi movies of all time. Even Sense8 is just a really cool concept for a sci-fi series on Netflix. And, uh, yeah, I'm always interested in what the Wachowskis are going to come out with. Yeah, yeah, they, they're... Uh, it's, uh... They're nowhere near as good as the Coen brothers, but yeah, I, I do look forward to uh, whatever they have coming out. At least visually, they are great at that visual style. Yes, they yeah. are. They're, I, I agree with you. Even Speed Racer, which I know is yeah, panned, but visually is gorgeous. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> All right. You can't agree with that, but what's your number two? So my number two. Uh, let me take a look at – oh, there we go. Uh, Kill Bill, which was nice, nice. heavily influenced by Lady Snowblood. Um, they heavily influenced by it. Uh, Kill Bill is just – I mean, come on. Tarantino is one of the greatest directors of all time. We've I mean, we've talked about him so so much uh, in the past. I, I Did you – I mean, you've obviously seen Kill Bill, right? The first time you watched it, you didn't like it, right? Yeah, but that was before I was like super into Tarantino, and which was a hundred percent same with me. I first watched it, didn't like it. Watched it the second time, and man, 
is it great? It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It, it is. Um, I rewatched it, and yeah, it's honorable mention for me. Only an honorable mention. What? Yep. All right, you're. All right, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. It's it's, it's really good. Yeah, Tarantino is basically batting a thousand. I am all about the baseball analogies on this recording. You are. But, uh, he is, though. I mean, what, what's his worst film? Uh, the um, the one that was like a double feature with uh, Robert Rodriguez, with uh, Kurt Russell as the stunt driver. The, his latest one. Um, no. The Hateful Eight's good. I'm thinking of... Hold on. It's okay. It, I mean... No, I like the Hateful Eight It's good. It's good. It's not his best. No, it's not his best. Hold on. I'm still buying me some time. Um, Death Proof. I'm looking up his film still. Death Proof. It's Death Proof. Death Proof. Yeah. I mean, I I still like that movie, but it's definitely his weakest for me. Um, Which is not a hot take, but... What is your... Wait, who's up? <laughs> you just said your number two was what? The Matrix, right? The Matrix. All right, so what's your number one? My number one, it's a no-brainer. Christopher Nolan's Inception. A hundred percent. Influenced by Paprika? Yep. Um, yeah, Inception is just... It's the only film I've ever seen in theaters three times, and I saw it three times three days in a row. Um Yes. Just, it's mind blowing. It's a truly it's a mind blowing. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's Christopher Nolan's, you know, piece, magnus opus, piece de resistance. He's, uh, I know I have a hard time thinking he will top that ever. Even though Dunkirk is getting like some of the best reviews of all time too. So, I don't. I doubt. I doubt. Almost. It's one of those films that you can put up with, uh, with uh, you know, Alien and yeah. 2001: A Space Odyssey. I agree. I, do I doubt. Agree. I doubt he'll ever top that. But he is such an amazing director that he just keeps coming out. He's like the Spielberg, but of like higher quality. Oh, Even, that's worth. I mean, Spielberg is amazing. He really is. I mean, I I think because Spielberg is so well loved. Critics kind of are now going, oh, is he as good? Like, I feel like a lot of people, when they get so popular, everyone starts to kind of go, oh, well, it's they're just a popularist. They're they're uh, they're they're not of high quality. Um, kind of like a lot of people did that with uh, George R. R. Martin, which is insane. I mean, if you read the books, they're just incredible. Who cares that everyone loves them? Everyone loves them because they're amazing. Yep. Same with Spielberg. But I do think Christopher Nolan might be of a little bit higher quality. Okay, I tend to agree. I am. I know it's kind of weird the camp that Christopher Nolan has, where he gets fanboys like Marvel gets fanboys. Like there are people that are like so diehard Christopher Nolan that they'll spam critics who give his movies negative reviews, like and troll them. And that's I don't really want to be. Lumped in there, but I am a huge fan of his, so I guess it is what it is. I have to go troll some critics, so. You got to. Any, uh, what, oh yeah, that was your number one as well. Any honorable mentions? 
I do not have any honorable mentions, no. Okay. I mean, I, on the list that I saw, there were some, but I just didn't really feel like including them, kind of like Lion King and um, yes. Black Swan. But I I didn't know at all that they were influenced uh, by anime. The ones I have, I, I either knew um, or, or had heard about. It. Yeah, I agree. Agree 100%. So what else have you been watching? So uh, the documentary for the week is my Scientology movie. Oh, I've heard about um, this. Yes, it's not the Scientology movie I wanted to watch, which was uh, Going Clear, Getting Clear. You never um, saw that? I have not seen it. That's the one I want to see. Uh, I didn't. I couldn't find it on Netflix or uh, Amazon Prime, so I settled for my Scientology movie by Louis um, Thoreau. Thoreau, yeah. Um, it, it was good. It was very good. Uh, I, for some reason, have been into Scientology a lot lately. I've just been obsessed with like reading all about it and everything that has to do with it. I, I feel like this documentary is a made-for-TV documentary that it had that feel to it. I literally um, think it was. Oh, was it? I really? I think so. Um, but to be honest, that's kind of how all of Louis' documentaries yeah, feel. Yeah, but I think they literally are. I think they are made for uh, Canadian TV, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? I, man, maybe I'm just... That's good, then. I could I, be wrong. I, I could be wrong. We'll have to ask Edgar. Maybe, yeah, it might maybe be. Uh, I mean, I've never seen them on TV. I, I've obviously, if they if they're all for Canadian TV, uh, I usually either watch them on Netflix or or on YouTube or wherever. Um, but they they have a very homemade feel, which is fine. But it it, it doesn't have that crispness to it. Um, that will make it bigger than life. Yes, but it was good. It, it it goes into a lot, and I really like Louis' morality. He Louis C.K. Yeah, he he's not willing to make fun of these people's beliefs. Um, he's just presenting uh, what other people have to say, which is kind of weird for him because most of his documentaries he actually goes inside and interacts with whatever his subjects are so when he had when he did his nazi uh documentary he was like living with a whole bunch of nazis when he talked about uh radical extremists uh in the christian community he lived with the west the westboro baptist church uh um organization and you know, and lived on their compound for a little bit. Um, Jesus camp? No, he no, he did not uh, direct Jesus camp. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. No, <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know what what the the title is. Uh, yeah, but no, not Jesus camp. Um, but this one, uh, the Scientology officials would not talk to him. Uh, he was not allowed to interact with anyone. Uh, who was a Scientologist. Didn't he, he get generally... harassed? Yes, heavily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which Crazy. is kind of what the whole documentary is about, mainly, is just kind of their tactics and, and how they are not like any other typical church. And they are a church and have tax-exempt status, which is... Insane. Yes. 
especially because I would be fine with it, except for that. Oh, well, you know, the child people, labor, the. <laughs> well, the all that, but it's not it's not a religion really because people who are seven years into being a Scientologist, they don't know the actual religious aspects. They don't know about Zenu and and um, the creation of of our existence. Um, and that's someone who's been there for seven, eight, nine, ten years. Don't know that kind of stuff. Um, so they're not actually learning any religious beliefs uh, until you've paid like $500,000 and have been there for 15 years. Yeah, um, and there's... A very fine line between freedom of religion and freedom of being in a cult, you know? Uh, I mean, some people will say that all religions are cults. Yeah. I don't know. I might be um, one of those people, but I also believe in freedom of religion. So it's a tough, you know, it's a fine line. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it. Scientology is crazy, and if you want to look at that rabbit hole... My Scientology movie is a place to start. Cool. But like I said, the big one that everyone looks to is uh, Going Clear. That's the one I, I'm, I I need to watch. Don't get your expectations too high. It's an interesting documentary for sure. I didn't love it. But really? Yeah. It's definitely good. Like it's well that's, made. That's what everyone looks to for, for a film on Scientology though. Yeah, I know. It was on HBO, premiered like three years ago, but... I, I continue to say the last podcast on the left, four-part series on uh, L. Ron Hubbard, was pretty damn good for me. But, uh, what's your other movie? So the other one, let me take a look at my notes again, uh, Mascots by Christopher Guest. Oh, yes, yeah, saw that. Yeah, I, I've seen pretty much every single Christopher Guest film there is. Uh, and I really, really like him as a director. Uh, I find everything he does pretty funny uh, except mascots except mascots i liked it uh, you did? oh okay yeah um i think it's on par with most of his films what um yeah it's not for me i'm starting to go away from from him a little bit i i waiting for government and um and uh, Best in Show. Best in Show is one of the best comedies of all time. I love Best in Show is by far my favorite. And then uh, What a Mighty Wind is my second. I haven't seen A Mighty Wind or Waiting for Guffman. Uh, oh, you ha then you haven't seen Christopher Guest. <laughs> I know. Oh. I've seen For Your Consideration, which I did not like. And I didn't really like Mascots. I mean, I, I definitely think he's a hit or miss person. But if you like one of his things, you should really like all of it. He's pretty... Everything he directs is very, very similar. It's just with a different suit one. Um, that's surprising you didn't like it. But yeah. it, it's I, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, didn't like, love it, but uh, like I said, I'm kind of going away from him a little bit. I don't know. Maybe just dog shows are like a funny burn I never knew I had. But I just felt like Mascots was trying too hard. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I... I enjoyed it, though. Alright, other than Ghost in the Shell, the only other thing I was watching is uh, Cars 3. Cars 3? A trilogy like that should... <laughs> How is this a freaking trilogy? All of these movies are not good. You know? How Of all the Pixar, 
movies that could be trilogies. Why is Cars the one? I know Toy Story is a trilogy and and all that, but come on. I am of rare belief. I am a hot take alert. I think Cars 2 is better than Cars 1. You but, think Cars 2 is better than Cars 1? Yes. No, it's not. But at the same time, I think Cars 1 is a 5 out of 10 and Cars 2 is a 5.5 out of 10. So they're not that bad. They're that bad. What do you have against them? They're not that bad. They're I mean, terrible. They're this not is... the best Pixar films by any stretch of the imagination. But they're not that bad. They're sevens, sevens and a halves. No way. I mean, how? Can, I don't even understand how Pixar made these movies. They're like stereotypical, mediocre crap. You know, there's nothing deep. Whereas, you know, all the other Pixar movies, there's something else there that, like, elevates it a little bit above other animated movies. These Cars movies have none of that. And, yeah, Cars 3, I'll say, better than Cars 1. Not as, maybe, I don't know. It's it's a 5.5 out of 10 for me. So it's like, they're all right there in that below average, you know, mediocre crap range. This one looks the best by far. I mean, it's beautiful to look at visually. But it's still the same stupid characters. And, uh, you know, the same shallow storyline. And uh, I don't know. I just... Outside of enjoying watching the racing scenes visually, uh, it did nothing for me. I don't know what you have against it. I just told you. And none of it made sense. So. <laughs> Probably not. Uh. I don't know. I just do not get this series at all. I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean... Mater is one of my least favorite characters in animated <laughs> film history. Yeah, it's... it's not Like I said, it's not Pixar's best, but it's not that bad. It's pretty bad. But no, anyway, there's something uh, you got something against. <laughs> yeah, I like Pixar in general. But all right, let's get to our our last points of the podcast before we get out of here. I guess yes. I'll kick, I'll kick it off this time. I just wanted mine's nothing deep here. <laughs> it usually isn't, but I just want to talk about how incredible this summer movie season has been. Ah. Uh. <laughs> That's it. Like, it's pretty unbelievable, actually. I think this might be one of the best summers, I don't know, of all time. That could probably be hyperbole, but definitely of recent years. It's 100% better than last summer, which I thought was one of the worst summers in a long time. If you um, just... Here, I, I got a list here, okay? All right. I just want to rattle off, like, <laughs> some of the movies that are still in theaters, but just that have been released this summer. You got... Guardians of the Galaxy 2 kicked summer off. Great movie. I loved it. 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I'm not going to go in order of release date, but a great horror movie. My favorite movie of the year so far. It Comes at Night is out there. 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wonder Woman. I loved it. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Loved Spider-Man Homecoming. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Baby Driver. 94%. The Big Sick. 98%. 98%. Dunkirk, 93%. Apes, more for the Planet of the Apes, 93%. Like, 
It goes on and on. This summer is great. Girls Trip, even, the comedy that came out last week, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Atomic Blonde coming out. You got Alien Covenant, even. It was only 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think it's better than that. Uh, A Ghost Story, 89%. Detroit is coming out this weekend, which is a Catherine Bigelow, looks like Oscar-type movie in August. 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wind River coming out this week, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Logan Lucky comes out in a couple weeks, sitting it at 100%. So is Annabelle Creation. Just seems like even like the tent poles and the the movies that typically would just be like middle of the road are even doing better than usual this summer. Yeah, I mean, I think the best thing is because I, I know you love – Rotten Tomatoes, so... No, I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all. And I could use... Well, med- I mean, you you are saying it, but anyway. <laughs> I am not saying it's the end-all, be-all. Uh, I'm just saying it's an indicator when comparatively... There's never been this many high 80s, 90% movies in a single season. I, I, I think... Even if I used of, Metacritic, it would be the same story. I think the good thing about this summer box office is that... It has a wide array of good films. Right. It has your indie comic movies, book heroes. Yeah. It has your indie films. It has your horror films. It has your war films. It has kind of your uh, – and which is now a really good thing that we're having these women um, you know, protagonists, whether it's Wonder Woman or to- Atomic Blonde. Girls Trip. Um, yeah. So it's – we have this wide array of all of these different genres that are doing well. And that's the best thing is because lately it's been basically, at least for the summer, just superhero, superhero, animated film, superhero, animated film. Um, And we're going beyond that. We're introducing very good films that, yeah, they're, they're definitely, they could have been in the Oscar season, but we're moving them up a little bit. Um, Yeah. And, I agree. I don't know why is this an anomaly. Uh, and still, there's bombs and terrible movies like The Mummy and every other movie I picked in the fucking box office draft. Like uh, the Emoji movies, like 3% right now. And, you know, Baywatch and what is it? Transformers. So, I mean, of course, Pirates. You had some too. Uh, of course, there's always going to be bad movies to come out. But I don't know. It just was surprising. I was Is it because the fall is extremely packed and they didn't have release dates that weren't going to be crushed, you know? Uh, like, I don't know. It's just I mean the fall is the fall. I feel like the fall is always going to have it's going to be where the majority of the best movies of the year are. And you know, should I? Well, I'm just talking like Oscar stuff like like Oh, uh, no, it's going to be it's going to win every Oscar. Like uh, Moonlight, La La Land, all that great stuff is always going to be there in the fall. La La Land, come on. Okay, but but uh, I don't know. It's just blockbuster-wise, especially, it seems like a high hit rate this year. Even like, like the spring, they had better than usual movies like Logan and Beauty and the Beast was well received and and stuff like that. I don't I don't know. It just seems like it could be if the fall lives up to you know, what it could be. It could be one of the best years for movies in a long time. Yeah, yeah. and do you know how the numbers are doing? Uh, not great, right? 
Uh, yeah, I do think they are down. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense. It's just unfortunate, I think, much like everything with technology advancing in people's mindsets, I, I don't think the movie industry is going to die. I think they need to adapt. I think they're like pretty conservative. I mean, I know Hollywood's progressive, but conservative in the sense that they're stuck in their ways. I think they're just going to have to adapt and uh, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be more like, you know, blockbuster temples are going to be made for, they're probably going to be, I think eventually it's going to be every single week there's going to be this huge blockbuster come out in theaters and there's going to be no room for indies. That's going to be all Netflix, Amazon, and so that now, kind of stuff. And, and so one, and it kind of brings up what I wanted to talk about, which was, do you feel like pirating videos is negatively affecting the movie industry. Um, because I, whether you pirate or not, there is a big uh, group of people, uh, extremely large group of people, that pirate films. Um, and they all justify it by saying, just like they do with the, mu- or the music industry, is we watch the films, we say, hey, it's good, we'll either buy it, We'll go to the movie theaters or we spread around that, hey, you should watch it. Uh, and that's their justification. Or that if it's bad, they don't want to have wasted their money. Um, how, how do you feel about piracy? I know, of course, we're going to have to both say that we don't. Uh, and 100 percent, I don't. I'm, uh, I truly think that we should be supporting um, the industry that we love. And yes, Movie stars like Robert Downey Jr. can make $50 million or even way more on a single film. Um, but you know what? We enjoy it enough to help contribute to that. Yeah. Um, I do believe that studies have shown that it does not affect the box office overall. I think for the most part, especially with TV, like – it's a matter of access and just not being able to afford it. I think I think if someone's going to pirate something, they're going to pirate it. I think it's just uh, – I don't know. It's a, t- it's a tough call for sure. I, I don't think it's really – like I, I don't think the studios can blame it on why, you know, Valerian in the City of a Thousand whatever's – bombed at the box office or anything like that i mean my thing is though and i mean there's probably billions of dollars being lost um but easily in the hundreds of millions but but i think into the billions i think i mean you just look at uh um mega upload being taken down and how many users they had um illegally sharing these movies now whether you blame mega upload or not that's a really big thing going on right now and i'm not blaming mega upload but i mean millions of dollars are being lost that i feel they would have gained now you could say well i it costs too much i wouldn't have gone anyway to watch it well then well, you probably would have, or you would have watched a different movie. You would have spent your money um, some way, whether it's even renting a $5 movie or a $2 movie or, or something like that from Redbox. Um, it's draining money out, 
and yes, there is so much money in the movie industry right now that maybe we're not seeing the effects or it's not affecting us or not us, but affecting the movie industry as much. But I, I can see a point that it will affect the movie industry. Um, and, and I don't want to see that happen. I, I think that there one morally it's wrong. Um, I, I don't see how anyone can defend it morally. Um, there's three justifications of, Oh, uh, I don't want to waste my money on it. Well, that that's not a good justification um, that you'll, you'll see it in theaters. No one goes and sees a movie they've already seen in theaters. You're not going to then waste your money again to see it in theaters Unless uh, or an extremely exception. small amount of people will. Um, and then spreading it around. Well, it's still your money's now lost. Uh, and I, I think eventually if this problem gets even bigger and it is already big, but if it gets even bigger, then we will probably see, less money being put into these films, which will decrease the quality. I just don't think you can say they're losing billions of dollars because they're not losing it. If the people that would pirate it would never go see it in the first but place. But I do think they would, they would have spent, they, they're definitely right. losing some, they're definitely losing some. And I can't, I agree with you. You can't defend it. I can't defend the people that do it, but they do it. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to judge them either. I, I can't defend it, but I'm not going to be like, wow, you're a terrible human being. No, you're not a terrible human being, but you should realize you are stealing. You are 100% stealing. Um, yeah, no doubt. You can't get away from that. And, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think I maybe uh, some other cases maybe could be like, well, if I was single, man, I would be going to the movies every weekend and paying to see this. But, hey, I got a family. I don't have time. I don't have money. But I want to see but, this. So, but you're going to steal. But I, I, don't I don't think that's justification to steal. I don't know. I can't defend it, but I don't know. Maybe that's what some people are saying. I don't know. <sighs> nah, I, 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 there's always ways. Um, I mean, you can rent it online i mean uh especially or you can wait you can wait a month and then watch it uh for a quarter of the price true all right listeners let us know what you think on the matter and you could do that by emailing us at the redbox report yahoo.com hit us up on twitter at the redbox report i'm on twitter at the oil report and uh, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and as always, have a great day. Out of a shell, out of a shell, we're coming out of a shell. music inside of you You know that someday it's got to come through That's why we're here and we're telling you true We're coming out of ourselves, yeah You hear the rhythm and you're moving your feet 
Ain't nothing like a song with a beat We're coming out up from under the street Lord, we're ready to rock There will be no retreat We're coming out of our shell yeah. Out of our shells We're coming out of our shells We're coming out of our shells oh, Once we get started Knew that we scored Learning the music and finding the chords We just keep practicing, we stayed underground Cause singing in the sewer is a wonderful sound It's a wonderful sound We're coming out of our shells No, we're coming out of our shells When there's music inside of you Know that one day it's got to come through That's why we're here and we're telling you true We're coming out of our shells